1: It's time. time for barreled up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley and Robbie. Hi, welcome back
0: to the Barreled Up podcast live on YouTube. We are going to talk about Scott Boris, Cody Bellinger. Finally, a deal is had with the Cubs. How does it impact? Scott Boris's other top free agents. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about where maybe we think they're going to go, where it's headed. We will dive into all of that. And then for our live viewers and our podcast listeners, we are going to get into... The three worst contracts and the three best contracts right now in baseball. Robbie just sort of deep dove that on his channel. Make sure to go check those out as he went through the worst and best contracts for every team in the sport. Check it out. But again, that will be for the live audience and for the podcast listeners. Those watching the replay, you'll want to click down below. Robbie, how are you, my friend?
1: Oh, man, we're tired. We're tired. We're working on yeah. another video that's coming out my channel soon. And uh, I'm just nonstop lately. All the streams, all the mm-hmm. Boris talk, mm-hmm. all the, the the little bit of positivity we have in the Boston media and then followed by about 95 <laughs> percent negativity. It's like you we get can one get into story. that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You get one. I start off my morning. I wake up to some great news from Peter Gammons. Everything is yep. wonderful. Yep. Jordan Montgomery, it's looking like maybe there could be some traction there. We'll see. And then, of course, the Boston media, they got to do the Boston media thing and be like, oh, no, 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 no. hold on a second. No, 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 there's, There's, there's nothing going on there. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, well, fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just tired. I'm mentally tired, physically tired. Went to the gym earlier. I'm just uh, – we just need this offseason to end. I'm, I'm also – just ready to get into spring training mode. Like yeah. I, I'm kind of over the off season, which is weird because I love the off season, but it's weird. I, I'd like to know your thoughts too. I'm over this off season. Like I'm done with it. Like, what do you, how do you feel?
0: I am ready to get into the content that I'm holding off on. Yes. I have like five or six uh live stream ideas, video ideas that I want to get into yeah. And that's I, I can't do it right now. I want to get into off-season winners, off-season yeah. grades, best lineups, best rotations. Yeah. Like I want to get into some of that stuff for the upcoming season. Yeah. And I'm not doing it because I still need to know where JD Mart what what lineup is JD Martinez in? What rotation oh. is Jordan Montgomery in? I mm-hmm. um I don't feel like I can really set my sights on the 2024 season and the content around that. I mean, I know there's player rankings that you can yeah. do and things like yeah. that, but dude, everybody's doing player rankings. I still don't know if I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's maybe. Not easy. Be, no, it's, it's not easy. I mean, I've ranked my top 100. I've done mm-hmm. that and I'm not completely sold on where I fell with some of those. I've done it you know, because, you know, there's some good research that goes into that. There's some yeah. good, um, there's just a, like a good refresher on yeah. players when you do that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's from a video and a content standpoint. Like yeah. I, does, I, I don't know if, if the consumers out there, the viewers out there need the 80th uh, top 100 uh, <laughs> for, for major league baseball, because at yeah. this point everybody's done one Um, and I've been slow to it just because I just, I, I don't know. I, mode, you know, yeah, I'm still in off season mode. So exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, well, you know, who's not in off season mode anymore, his name's Cody Bellinger. He is in a spring training mode. He Good finally gets his deal done with the Cubs. Uh your reaction to the now we knew C- Cody was going back to the Cubs. But yep. your reaction to the deal. The 3 years, 80 million,
1: opt-outs after every uh, after the first two seasons. Uh your thoughts on the deal. I mean my immediate reaction was, I mean I'll even show you. I I am holding my phone, I'm laying in my bed. I'm like, "Oh, Cody Bellinger signed oh okay well that happened last night um so uh, that was nice to wake up to but I was almost in like a panic almost because I was like should I go live should I react to this I don't know what to do like what do I do it's eight in the morning here on the east coast what do I go talk about this do I Mm -hmm. wait an hour do I wait a couple hours do I just wait till tonight and uh you know I ended up being like you know what I'm not I'm gonna hold off right and because we all saw it coming right and you know of course you know anyone that if you went and reacted to it that morning i mean hey all the power to you you know i wanted to do it too but i figured eh, i wanted to make some breakfast whatever um but we all knew it was coming right and it was the perfect fit once the giants had gone with jung hu lee once the blue jays It seemed like they pivoted from Bellinger to go to like, you know, guys like Kiermaier, Justin Turner. Mm -hmm. It didn't really seem like there was a whole lot else out there. The angels people kept bringing up, you know, it it was just, it was meant to be, in my opinion, you know, don't fix what's not broke at the end of the day. If all Mm -hmm. the other options are off the table, then just go back to where you just had a very good year. And honestly, my immediate reaction as well was also just the contract itself. Right. And I think it's a really good contract for both sides. Right. I, I, Bellinger is getting paid a very good amount in the first couple of years. It gives him a little bit more time to reestablish his market a little bit. It gives him a good couple of years while still getting a good couple of paid, you know, well, not a couple, but a lot of good paychecks. Yep. So, and then he can go back out in the market either next year or the year after. I think personally, he'll probably stay there for a couple of years unless he just balls out and puts up MVP numbers next year. Um, hey, even if he goes back out in two years, he's still only going to be 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So I think he's in a great position and the Cubs are in a great position where they're getting their star player back and they're going to have a good team, but they're not getting locked down to a contract. So mm-hmm. I think it's a win-win for everyone. And, and even Boris, I mean, he, hey, he gets paid a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of a commission from that. So, Hey, I think everyone won in that deal. I, I thought it was yep. a good move for everyone.
0: I think that um I think the I think the Cubs win because they did not have to go 6 or 7 for 200. Yeah. They get Cody Bellinger on what looks like kind of a deal. Yeah. Um that 30 million dollars that's a lot but this is this is one year we're talking about and yeah. I believe that Cody Bellinger if he has a similar uh year in 2024 that he had last year i think he's going to opt out after the first year because there will be two years now mm-hmm. with those types of numbers where you're like no look i'm back guys no, no yeah. more no more this no more that i'm back now give me that yeah. six or seven give me that eight give yeah. me that 200 million dollars now as opposed to uh jumping on now if he's if he doesn't do that He's in a great spot because he'll get yeah. thirty again. So yeah. uh, there's a little bit of a uh, of a sort of a, a parachute there for his yeah. 2024 season. But if you're the Cubs, this is this is this is great because now Cody has all again that motivation to go up there and play at his absolute best, put yeah. up the best numbers he could ever put up because he wants to opt out and get the 200 million dollar contract. Yeah. So that's, it works out uh, for the Cubs, I think more so than it does for Bellinger, but it gives Bellinger again, that safety net of, yeah, if I struggle, if I get hurt, I get 30 million next year too. The only way he ever sees that 20 million in year three is if he's completely gone into the tank.
1: Yeah. Like he's hurt, you know, whatever.
0: There would be, there would be no reason for that. Um, Yeah. But I, I do think that uh, in the end, this is what we were what we were headed towards was him back with the Cubs, like you said. The Blue Jays, after Otani, they did not pivot to Bellinger. Uh, the Giants made the moves they made. I, I I thought the Angels could have been a sneaky team mm-hmm. to keep an eye out because. As I've outlined, the Angels could have signed Bellinger and Martinez. They could have signed yeah. Bellinger and Jordan Montgomery and still been under that first luxury tax threshold. The Cubs, mm-hmm. after signing Bellinger, depending mm-hmm. on where you look, whether it's Spot Rack or fan graphs, they're anywhere from three to seven million dollars away from it, it's all about projected payroll. Uh they're they're about three to seven million dollars away from that first luxury tax. Mm-hmm. And um they are probably done. There was a Mark Fine article on MLB.com and on Fansided mm-hmm. that said they were 30 million away, mm-hmm. which was just maybe uh, whoever's doing the research looking in the wrong location. Yeah. But there is, um, Cubs are probably, you know, maybe there's some deals to be had, but uh, I don't think that there's a Matt Chapman thing coming. I don't think yeah. that there's
1: a, another pitcher coming.
0: I don't think anything. Yeah, they're right uh, under anything it. more yeah, like yeah.
1: that. That's right like, there. honestly, textbook yes. where you want to be under mm-hmm. the luxury tax. You got a few million mm-hmm. to play with, you know, yep. just yeah, that's textbook right there. And it's you could, uh, you know, you could still maybe clear off maybe some more money somewhere. I don't know. But uh, yep. I think you could use a little more wiggle room there. But it like I said, textbook payroll right there under the C- If you want to be under the CBT. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah,
0: they will probably, you know, again, there's there's a Patrick Wisdom deal that they could make, you know, they, yeah. they could they could shave off a little bit and maybe make room for a back end reliever or something like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other the remaining Boris clients. So we have now for those keeping score, JD Martinez, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery waiting, looking for a deal. And the news we've we've sort of had news on three of them Mm -hmm. still where it's like been a Matt Chapman void, uh, wherever Matt Chapman is, is, is a black hole where news goes to to disappear because there isn't any, uh, JD Martinez had a contract from the giants one year, $14 million. He said, no, thanks. Which makes sense. If he was going to sign for $14 million, he'd be a blue Jay right now. Uh, Blake Snell. We have, we are continuing to hear Yankees. Mark Sand feels confident that the angels will somehow land Snell or Montgomery, one of the two. And there has been Montgomery news again with Red Sox sounding like maybe there was something good happening. Then some of the local media backed it up. So we're kind of all over the place with these free agents. Uh, Where do you think we're headed with this? Robbie, are we going to get, are these the deals that we see, or that we're hearing about are they are these the obvious deals this is where it's going to go like Bellinger where Snell will be a Yankee Monty will be a a Red Sox uh J.D. Martinez who knows there's who knows where J.D. goes yeah Uh, Chapman uh because of the financial situation Cubs are out Giants are in where do you see these three or four really let's not forget about J.D. Martinez uh where do you how do you see it playing out with these guys
1: Well, the one obvious out of all of it I see is Chapman is no way, no how getting more years than Bellinger. Like, I think everyone can agree on that now. I think that guy is going to get a very similar contract term or lengthwise, whether it's three year max with the opt outs in there Mm -hmm. or even just like a one year deal. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. who knows? You know, but I think he's going to end up getting a short term deal too. Uh, you know, it's funny because I want to keep saying the Giants, but I wonder, and I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this before I get to the other guys, do you think he could just end up back with the Blue Jays on a one-year? The
0: problem is the money. Yeah. Um, the Blue Jays last year went over the luxury tax. They are back over the first threshold, so they've got a repeater penalty. If they sign Matt Chapman, they're going into that second luxury tax.
1: Yeah, And are. it's yeah. at some
0: point, the Toronto Blue Jays... Have to take a look at the contracts they have already, the dollars they have already allocated to guys like Gosman and Barrios and Bassett, and the looming dollars for Bo and Vladdy. At some point, and I think it'll be next off season. Blue Jay fans, don't don't uh, don't kill me here, but I think the Blue Jays are going to try to get reset the luxury tax I think so. situation for them next year because if they give Bo and Vladdy extensions, they're basically locking in to a long stretch of being at the very least in that first yeah. luxury tax uh, threshold. So I don't see them crossing into that second luxury tax. I don't see Matt Chapman taking a one year deal. I think he will some, I think he will end up in a similar situation with Cody Bellinger, just fewer dollars.
1: So yeah, yeah that's, that's what I think. A, yeah. Minimum a one, like yeah. I, I, it's going to be a one year. Cause he'll opt out. I think Yep. Um, that's no the doubt. way I see it. So, J.D. Martinez, you mentioned, that is a really complicated one because they're uh, – I don't know what teams are even in the mix. I don't know. I mean, we heard the Giants in the mix, right? Yep. Obviously, turning that yep. down, didn't want to go out there. I, I hadn't even really seen a whole bunch of connection with the Giants up to that point. You know, It had been mostly the Jorge Soler talk that yep. right? we had seen ramp up and then it ended up happening. So who knows where he ends up going? it's going to be interesting, right? I think there's a lot of teams that could use him. I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't know if the Marlins will spend the money, right? But they don't got Jorge Soler anymore. So that could be a replacement. He's mm-hmm. He grew up in Florida, so mm-hmm. right around the Miami area. So I keep wanting to see that fit. We'll see. Uh, but There's a whole ton of places J.D. Martinez can go. I think it's going to end up being, again, one of these sort of opt-out deals. That seems to be the bread and butter with Boris right now because uh, I think... With J.D. Martinez, it's also interesting because he's getting older and, you know, will he want to do a one year deal? You know, will he have a choice? I'm not sure which way that ends up going. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll see with that. Blake Snell. uh, (laughs) Everyone wants to keep pushing the Yankees. Uh, I personally am starting to believe it's a media thing. I just don't mm. see it. I think it's a negotiation yep. tactic. I, I think yep. it's a leverage thing. I, I just so if their it's leverage so high. If it's leverage, who's who's it intended for? The Angels, in my opinion. The Angels yeah. need him the most. Like yeah. they have no ace. Sorry. I mean, I think Reed Detmers, we're gonna talk about some good contracts lately. Reed Detmers, that guy's making like nothing right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. but sorry, he's not your ace, right? right. And right. you need someone, and the angels still have talent it depends will Moreno be willing to sign off on a contract I mean maybe a short a shorter deal for Blake Snell maybe you know maybe he'll be okay with that we'll see yeah I just think the Yankees at this point because we've seen the reports over the weekend um I believe I'm going blank on the name from new jersey.com whatever the article is there saying that he hadn't been told anything about Blake's now the guy that he had been talking to mm-hmm. said this is not happening right so it's like right. but you got to remember the teams they can't say they're not interested right so it's not like the Yankees can just come out and be like no like we're we're not interested in them they can't right, right. so these agents like Boris they can just keep pushing right oh yeah Yankees 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 it's like yeah. They got so much of the payroll. It's like, holy cow. And then you got to worry about Soto bidding war next year. And uh, nope. no, <laughs> I think the right. Angels, unless a surprise team comes out, what do you think?
0: Uh, uh, angels. Yeah, it, it feels like it is the Angels and mm-hmm. uh, the leverage. Definitely. You've got to try to get the offer up. There's one thing, Scott Boris. Uh, there was a quote recently from him. Uh, essentially, if you, if you read it, you, you can almost see him tipping his hand that nobody's reaching out to him. And he talked about he was almost damning the teams for yeah. not reaching out to make their teams better. Yeah. Well, wait, what you're telling me then is the phone's not ringing. And, and, yeah. and you're They're not nothing, yeah. Nothing's yeah. happening. So yeah. angels make all the sense of the world. They have $50 million until they get to that first luxury tax threshold. Mike Trout wants it. You, you you can't look, look, Mike Trout's contract is borderline untradeable. Yeah. But you still don't want to completely sour Mike Trout's uh, situation there with the franchise. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. If Mike Trout is saying, I need you guys to go. We need we need more. I want you guys to go out and get one of these free agents. Well, Cody's gone now and Mike Trout can see how much Cody signed for. And when inevitably Snell, Montgomery, JD Martinez, Matt Chapman all go, we'll see how much they sign for. And if they're not going to the Angels and they look like deals, Mike Trout's gonna be pissed off. He's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna present it. You're not gonna get a quote, you're not gonna see that from him. But he basically told you that he's well, he did. He told you he's he's telling front office we need more. I I I would like you guys to go out and get one of these top free agents. Yeah. And if you don't do that. That's a bad job. That's a bad job. So Snell feels like the guy for the angels because he's the guy that from a financial standpoint is probably is should cost more than Jordan Montgomery. So yeah. teams that are maybe looking for the more cost efficient route would go Jordan Montgomery and the angels go out there, get the NL Cy Young, get Blake Snell.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, uh, yeah, I completely agree.
1: So, and of course, Jordan Montgomery, right? You know, yeah. it's funny because I mean, maybe it's a, from a biased point of view. Maybe my giraffe nick Robbie is coming out a little bit, but I feel like more of the drama is surrounding Jordan Montgomery, right? Because mm-hmm. you know about the personal life, you know about you know the Red Sox and their off season, right? I mean, the Angels losing Otani, no, no one's bringing up the Angels at all. Like everyone's right. zeroed in on saying, "What a bummer of an off season the Red Sox have had." Like uh, what about the angels that just lost Shohei Otani? <laughs> like, so, right? I don't know. Um, but with, with Montgomery, you know, getting the report this morning from Peter Gammons, uh, which it's crazy to think, like, you know, Peter Gammons was easily one of my favorite writers of all time. Love Peter Gammons, but the guy, like, just out of nowhere will like send a tweet at, like four in the morning and it's like, what the where did he get this from? Um, but he had been told that. You know, he had a good meeting with the Red Sox. Montgomery had a good meeting with the Red Sox. And, but then you get all these other reporters out here. And listen, no offense to those guys, but, you know, it, it's it just seems a little obvious to me that they're just looking for the clicks a little bit, right? Because anytime you hear something good, they want to push something negative. And it's like, what are we doing here, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, at this point, I think people need – to remember who the agent is we've been yapping about this guy for weeks now and it's scott boris like there are so just go on you know all the uh, all the contract websites out there look how many bad contracts has come at the hands of scott boris there have been some good ones right there have definitely been some good ones right um but there's been a lot of bad ones and Uh these teams They know this game. The Red Sox know this game with J.D. Martinez. Happy anniversary of J.D. Martinez signing with the Red Sox back in 2018, by the way. Um, So they know this game. And it's like, it's so, it's such a lazy take to me that a lot of these people are saying like, oh, these these teams don't care. They're not trying. It's like, do you know who the guy is that you're negotiating with? And it's like, you know, they're just waiting. They're waiting it out. And in the end... The Cubs waited out Bellinger. They knew there, w- there was no market for Bellinger at all. There was nothing left, so he uh-huh. had to do it, right? Montgomery, it's interesting, but when you look at all the teams out there, there's just, they all have something, right? We just looked at the Cubs. They're right near that CBT. Do they want to go over it? I don't know. They already added Imanaga. Phillies, uh-huh. I thought they were a great fit at one point, but then it came out. They were trying to work out something with Zach Wheeler. Let's see how that goes. Astros already have a record high payroll. They want starting pitching from, uh, from what Dana Brown has said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but are they going to make an extra push and sign Montgomery? Cause that would give them a huge payroll. I don't know if they want that. I mean, the Rangers, I mean, we even saw uh, Robert Murray today saying that he believes that the Rangers, if he comes to a shorter deal that he thinks they're still back in the mix, we haven't heard a thing. I, I <laughs> Chris Young pretty much even said, at this point, he doesn't see much else, right? I mean, I don't know where I, I sure could the Rangers still have a shot, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it just seems like there's every other team out there has something going on. He's, not, he, I don't think he's going out west with his wife in Boston. I, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know their life. I can't assume, but I, I don't know. I would think he probably wouldn't yep. want to go out there with his wife on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I say it every time. The Red Sox are perfect. We have
0: more on this conversation. We're going to continue this conversation, but that is going to be for the live viewers. And that is going to be for the podcast listeners. And once we put a bow on this contract, this, this conversation, we will be getting into the worst and best contracts conversation, but those watching the replay, Appreciate you coming in. There was a link down below for you to click head over to the podcast and listen to the rest of this Boris co- client conversation and then the rest of the podcast replay viewers. Thank you for coming in. Click the link down below to continue listening. OK, so I feel like we have part of the problem with the Boris thing is that all of these players really only have one team. And that's kind of how this conversation all started. Yankees and Snell. Um, and if it is leverage it's because it's trying to get at one team in particular or maybe that's the angels mm. um Matt Chapman it feels like it's the Giants but are the Giants even interested we haven't even heard anything about them lately again Matt Chapman's name is a black hole for news it's where you bring up Matt Chapman's name and just, just the news goes to die <laughs> uh JD Martinez now it is interesting the JD Martinez the fact that the Giants were in, uh, interested on JD Martinez um and then the Solaire thing, it all kind of was around the same time. Obviously, the bat was a priority. I wonder if if they would look at, at Chapman's glove. They've 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 solved the equation with the bat with Solaire. Do they have an interest in the glove? I want to get your thoughts on on Chapman. Circle back on where you think Chapman could go? Um, But again, it, all of these players seem to have one team that either is linked or makes sense. Um Matt Chapman uh is the one guy that I don't even again Giants fans you push him back. Giants fans are like, "Wait, wait, wait we got JD Davis." Like for, for from a defensive perspective, JD Davis is maybe he's not Matt Chapman, but he's a good third baseman. And and that is accurate. Um the Cubs are now over. Like the the Cubs it it the signing Of Cody Bellinger was such a bad day for Matt Chapman yesterday because A, it sort of lined up and gives you an idea of where he could fall financially and B, it took one of the teams that could have been in on him off the board. Where in the world could Matt Chapman land? You wonder that so the angels let's 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 bring up the angels real quick because that is a team that, from a financial standpoint, the angels are there. 50 million dollars is their distance from where their current projected payroll is and where they are, where the first threshold is. But I mean, I know Anthony Rendon is kind of a, a nightmare in his own right, but Rendon is your third baseman and Rendon is slated to make a ridiculous amount of money. You have to figure he's gotta be the guy you can't go get Matt Chapman with Rendon there even if you have the money where the hell's Matt Chapman going to go do you have anything any any feel for well maybe this team or that team let's where where can we find Matt Chapman a home
1: like you know getting back to the JD Davis thing JD Davis was mm, outs above average wise was fine at yep. third base last year decent arm he's got a good arm too yeah defensive run saved on the other hand negative 11 so you know it's an upgrade i still think he's an upgrade and as of right now fangrass they're they not even projecting Dave, jd davis to be the starting third baseman they got wilmer flores which is a so, wilmer flores i looked it up wilmer flores had like seven errors in 13 games at third base last year yeah man like <laughs> I, I just uh, I don't care what Giants fans have got to say. I think he's perfect. It is Giants. It, it, it's yeah. so perfect. Like I mean, you you've already added to this lineup with jung Hu Lee and Jorge Soler. So there's the offense right there, right? Mm-hmm. And but if you really want a, a fully well-rounded team, uh, Chapman gives you a little pop, sure, yeah. but he's going to be an upgrade. Right? Uh, if JD Davis, I like JD Davis, but like I don't know, man. Like, I'm going with Chapman. Like, I'm not saying J.D. Davis can't be a starting third baseman somewhere, but I think for the Giants, I don't know, man. I just think you have the Bob Melvin connection. Maybe that's a lazy take, you know, a lazy reason for it. No, but it's legit. It's legit. Like, Mm -hmm. it it is. Uh, I think it's perfect. I don't see – it's funny because we talked about the Tigers not too long ago. I believe we talked about it here. And funny enough, they end up going to get Gio Urshela. So we weren't, Mm -hmm. like, completely far off when we talked Mm -hmm. about that. Yep. Um, we thought that was a pretty decent fit, right? Because you'd give them a legit option at third base, but they went the cheaper route. I mean, if I'm looking at some teams here, there's not really a whole lot that makes sense. Like the only team, like but it doesn't make sense would be the, the nationals, right? Like, but why would he want to go there? Would the nationals right. want to pay him? It doesn't even seem like a any sort of a good fit at all. Um, but they I mean their third base options are terrible. Yep. Anyway, I don't see the Nationals. Well, that's what yeah, that's the thing. Like the
0: third base options are terrible. And yeah. if the Nats feel like they are not this year going to compete, but next year they will yeah. start competing and you can get Matt Chapman on a 3-year deal and you yeah. can get that dollar amount, maybe it's 15 million a year yeah. for 3 years for Matt Chapman that's mm-hmm. my do it because hey you know what not this year but next year we plan to compete and Ooh. matt chapman would be a nice would be
1: a nice piece yeah i think uh i keep i keep joking about it on my channel i just want the rockies to do something just for fun <laughs> I, I just yeah. want it like i i need a rocky surprise like yeah. i just need it in my heart it won't happen but it would be funny mm-hmm. um what about Seattle? Know, like, and like you said, unless the Nationals, <laughs> for some odd reason, they just want to pony up and be like, hey, you know what? Uh-huh. We want your leadership here. Let's do it. Let's here, just go for it. Right? Here's an interesting bru- one.
0: I I, yeah. I got an interesting one for you. Huh. um, And it's really going to be dependent upon the dollars coming down. But Seattle. Hmm. Seattle right now, the third so base connected? core. Is Josh Rojas, Luis Arias, Dylan Moore, Brian Anderson, Ty France. Ty France is, if Ty France plays third base, it is because all those other players got hurt. Uh, yeah. Brian Anderson, I don't think breaks camp uh, on the on the roster. Yeah. I mean, there. Seattle's in an interesting situation with Root Sports, but this gets to where it, from a from a luxury tax level, they're fine. The yeah. Blue Jays are not. The Blue Jays certainly could bring him back if they didn't care about the luxury tax penalties mm-hmm. and they didn't care about the you know the future of the team and finances and all that then yes you could consider the Blue Jays yeah. uh those out there listening and watching that might be like well what about Toronto? But Toronto's mm-hmm. got a financial issue. Seattle, their only their financial issue is self um self drawn up. Like they have a root sports thing. Uh they have their budget that they're trying trying to stay under see if 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 Chapman comes down to like 15 million again let's say it's a similar framework to bellinger where it's 15 fifteen 15 and there are opt outs after all uh the, the after each of those first two seasons maybe Seattle if if you can get them for 15 million yeah um I think that there may be something I think there could be something to that um I'm gonna look up their... Finances, real quick, because one thing that may happen if they do that is they may have to try to
1: dump somebody. Yeah, and if they were to do well, that, mm-hmm. that's that that might get tricky. Well, the one the one thing with Chapman, I wonder if he would go that low uh, based off of the field value that he's produced over the last couple of years. Uh, right now, baseball trade values is projecting right around three years, sixty nine six three years 69.3 million mm-hmm. which would be a 23 million dollar aav right. um you know could you end up doing i realistically could see like like a three-year 60 right 20 million per year something like that like right anywhere in that range right and just the same thing with the opt-outs right uh-huh. you know just do three i don't know who what do i know but three years do 20 million each something like that
0: yeah you know and- And I need to correct something I said. Uh, There's no way anybody's going to give him an opt-out after that first year because he has a draft pick attached to him. No way you would sign him, give up a draft pick, and then he opts out after a year.
1: No. No. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, never mind. So, well, it doesn't matter because the Cubs wouldn't have given up anyway. But um, that is true. That is definitely something to think about there, too. Mm -hmm. So, it's going to be interesting with him, man. I, I, I don't know what to think um because then you can also look at it from the Mariners point of view you know you had Eugenio Suarez who I mean I don't know I felt like he was pretty decent last year I think maybe Mm -hmm. Chapman was maybe a tick better than Suarez but I I don't know I think Chapman I think Suarez's defense was actually pretty decent last year from what I remember Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I mean, yeah, they got like a couple of, uh, I think they got Suarez, uh, like a couple of prospects for him, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it, was that the plan? Like, you just got rid of him and then you add Chapman. I don't know. That seems a little backwards, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, the yeah. Mariners have been connected with him. Right? There was a report not too long ago that they've been in contact. So, mm-hmm. this one stumps me a little bit I, i really don't know what to think about this one we
0: did have a super chat come in uh patrick i do keep my eye on it uh super chat came in from lamar about five minutes ago Robbie, i hear the angels for jd martinez and the angels could do it yeah. Again, the Angels could go out there, get Jordan Montgomery and J.D. Martinez mm-hmm. and still be under that first luxury tax threshold. So Lamar, the J.D. Martinez thing is, I mean, and that's a good one because right now the designated hitter on fan graphs for the Angels is Brandon Drury. And mm-hmm. that's not ideal. Ultimately, I think the DH spot ends up being a, a revolving door, right? It is Brandon Drury, it is Joe Adele, it is Aaron Hicks, it is Mike Trout. When you need to give Mike Trout some DH. Like, I guess that's the only that's here's here's a here's a potential problem with JD Martinez to the Angels. What if Mike Trout gets hurt and yeah. cannot play the field, but he can hit? Yeah, and you almost need to. You're you're kind of handcuffed, yeah. where you need to keep that DH spot free for Mike Trout in case he wears down
1: in the outfield. I love. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to say this because I say it on my streams. I just love the idea of JD Martinez for the Orioles. I really wanted to happen. Like I yeah. just like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know. I would hate it as a Red Sox fan, but right anyway going off the cuff there but that would
0: be no i mean yeah. like if you're if you're baltimore if the price is right and you know you're looking at bradish going down you're like you know what let's just slug the hell out of the ball let's yeah. just score more runs than everybody else yeah. and you add him into the mix um yeah. one thing that they could do again this is a, a two part piece here but we just saw a two part piece today um, where the Orioles could trade a piece. I'm not going to say who, because that fires people up. Like, you can't trade Santander. You can't trade Mountcastle. You can't trade Mullins. Okay, I'm not saying any of those names. You trade a piece for a pitcher. Maybe that pitcher is Shane Bieber. Maybe that pitcher is somebody from Miami. and. Then you bring JD Martinez and he's your DH. If you trade Mountcastle, who right now is the slated DH for the Orioles, sign JD Martinez. JD Martinez would be an upgrade over Ryan Mountcastle. And if you're able to use Mountcastle as a piece in a deal with Cleveland or Miami, Cleveland would love to have Mountcastle's pop potential. Um you know, I think Cleveland would be a great fit for JD Martinez, but I don't know if Cleveland would pay JD Martinez. Yeah. You got Ryan Mountcastle on an arbitration salary. Um, again, not saying that there's a Ryan Mountcastle for Shane Bieber straight up trade to be had, but you start putting other pieces in there. Maybe Cleveland jumps to it. And if you are Baltimore, you trade Mountcastle. And then the next day you sign JD Martinez and Shane Bieber's in your rotation now. And then in a couple of months, maybe Kyle Bradish is back. All of a sudden, look, we got the makings of a really. I mean, we already have a great team in Baltimore, but it's that much better.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Baltimore, speaking of, I'm I'm gonna try to transition into this next topic the best I can. Speaking of Baltimore, they wanted a per they wanted a certain picture that was on the market at worst point at one point, and. That ended up not happening. They went with Corbin Burns and kind of getting back to Blake Snell here. There was a report over the weekend that, uh, according to Bob Nightingale, the Yankees, getting back to Blake Snell, actually mm. prefer Dylan Cease to Blake Snell, right? Yeah. And, but the problem is they don't want to trade Spencer Jones. And right? they shouldn't. So, don't yeah. do it. I want Spencer Jones. I don't. No, you know what? Do it. Yes, I take it back. As a Blue Jays fan, yes, do it. Yeah, I, I I wonder I wonder if that could end up getting done, right? I mean, ugh, man, what an offseason for the Yankees that would be if they could get him. I don't know. I, I would think yeah. if you're not going to give up Spencer Jones, I think it would at least take Chase Hampton, right, who is in the top 100. Yeah. Um, I think if you did something with him, you build, like, you know, throwing Peraza in there, uh, who maybe – I don't know, maybe throw in Clark Schmidt too. Um, I don't know, maybe you could do something there. Anyway, kind of went off the rails there a little bit. No, you yeah,
0: the, the Yankee yeah. and Cease thing, it's there if it's there, but it's probably there next offseason. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, at the everything we saw go down this offseason, I think we will see go down at the trade deadline again and nobody the Yankees are not going to give up Spencer Jones for mm-hmm. Dylan Cease. Because it's not just Spencer Jones. It's yeah. Spencer Jones and more. Yeah. And At least that's, a couple more. it's a couple more. So that's the problem. The, the deal that you can get, Chris gets is you can probably get Everson Pereira, Chase Hampton. You might be able to get even Clark Schmidt in that deal. Look, yeah. Atlanta had the best offer on the table. Atlanta yeah. had three good pieces. A.J. Elder. And Vaughn, hmm. and he said
1: no. So, I'm stunned by that still. shaver that would have been a really nice pickup.
0: It it would it 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 literally it 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 it's borderline. Um like like he's trying to just it's negligence, it, it it borders on negligence to say no to that deal. So you can get a deal done and you can improve the team. Uh but the Yankees, I don't think I at this point, Spencer Jones, I think you got to see him out. He keeps rising up the prospect ranks. He's looking good already in spring. Yeah. I, I think you got to have him. Mm-hmm. I think you got to keep him and figure it out. Because I know that with Spencer Jones, if they're 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 overloaded, they' it's a crowded outfield. If Spencer yeah. Jones is added into the equation, well, that's why Everson Pereira gets dealt yeah. and deal Pereira now. Before his value drops, because if Pereira gets leapt by Spencer Jones in the pecking order, he's already leapt him in the prospect rankings. But if he leaps him in the depth chart, then Pereira's value is in the tank. Now's the time to trade Everson Pereira straight up. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. you have Alex Verdugo there; uh, he's in the outfield. You got Judge. You're stuck with Stanton. There's Everson Pereira's got to go. Um, yeah. Let's get into the contract talk because um, Robbie did a deep dive over the last couple of weeks, digging into the worst contracts and the best contracts in major league baseball right now. Just not, not all time, not just associated with Scott Boris. I did that one, by the way, all time, Scott Boris. If you want to check that out, you can find that on my channel, but across baseball right now, every team, we have our best and worst contracts. Robbie, I'm going to let you go and give us two of them. We're going to go you, me, you. You get to do two that you feel are the absolute worst. I'm going to sandwich in between with one that I think is the worst. Let's go. Let's start with the negative. Uh, Give me one of your top worst contracts after doing the research in the project that you did.
1: (sighs) Man, it was like it it was the video that I did was the worst contract for each team. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't realize that it was going to be a bit more difficult than I thought just because there's a lot. Right. There are a lot, but there's also teams that don't really have like a bad contract. I basically just had to find like the worst one out of the bunch. Like, for example, Martin Perez on the Pirates, right? He's on a one-year deal, but that's literally like their worst contract, probably, right? It's yeah. it's, it, but it's it's not necessarily bad, right? So that video was actually a little more difficult than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. However, after I've looked into you know looked in everything, I think right now you'd have to say Anthony Rendon, right? Just because he's basically just been an unproductive player and he's gotten paid how much money now for the first few years of that deal right he's basically given you nothing on the return on investment he was decent in that small sample in 2020 there Mm -hmm. was some decent numbers there but everything else poor the uh, everything off the field it's not going well he had the incident well, at, at the field, but not actually on the field with the uh, the A's fan there. You know, sure, maybe he said something to him, but at the end of the day, Anthony Rendon didn't handle it well. Um, and he got suspended for it. Then you had all these comments about, you know, how you're not into the game and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you want the season to be shorter. And it's like it's like one thing if you're saying that, but you're good or you're right. playing well. Mm-hmm. But, like, what have you done? right? And you're getting paid all this money. And yes, you know, family, uh, your faith comes first. I fully agree. But at the end of the day, what you do for a living is going to help, you know, put food on the table, right? A Mm -hmm. roof over your home. And, Mm -hmm. and just those comments, I just felt like it's like, where, what are we doing here? You know, it's like, again, one thing, if you're actually producing, but you're not right. So to me, that's my worst one um one more I I think this is a make or break year for him I I think it's Jean Carlos San right I'm not trying to say that as a Red Sox fan trying to just pick on a Yankee but mm-hmm. I, I think most people would agree that yes. it's it has not been good right he's okay. had a couple of moments right a couple of decent seasons like but not anything to where it does it justifies the salary like it's mm-hmm. it's not like he's producing like a $20 million surplus in field value compared to what he's actually getting paid. Right. But he's not like he's basically his best years with the Yankees have been right around what he's been getting paid or it's his field value has been much less compared to what he's actually made. So he's lost a lot of weight. Let's see if that makes him a a bit healthier for this coming year, a little more agile. uh, You know, let's see. Yeah. At the end of the day, I would like the guy to succeed because he has handled New York very well, right? Whereas you see with Rendon, Mm -hmm. not much, right? Mm -hmm. And and the fact that Stanton has gone there and he has taken all the criticism and everything and he just takes it in stride, I do hope the success for the guy, right? Yep. But we'll see. But the, right now I would say I mean there's definitely a few more you could make an argument for but for now at this very yeah. moment I'll go with those two. What do you think?
0: Stanton 13 years 325 million dollars 32 Oof. million this year, next year, the year after uh, goes mm-hmm. down to 29. So a little bit of relief coming in 2026 by mm-hmm. the tune of 3 million dollars. Um and then Anthony Rendon for those uh, looking for the contract, seven years, $245 million. He's making $38 million this year and next year and the year after that. And he hasn't played more than 58 games in any of the seasons that he has been there. A uh, quick shout out to Lamar with a super chat. I won't never understand how a billionaire have finance issues. Don't they make a huge profit in their team? I mean, it's all relative. The financial issues is one thing to one owner versus another owner. And sometimes they just use that as an excuse and, and, and all that. I mean, a lot of them, they won't cash out until they actually sell the team and they have to actually sell it. But, uh, no, I mean, Lamar, it's a, it's a good point. These guys, the billionaires that step in there and then cry poor, none of us have any sympathy for them. Um, let me give you mine. I, I like the way you went there. They're all interesting for their own reasons. Um, I'm not going to go Yelich, but I'll bring up Yelich. He kind of the 26 million a year that Milwaukee has to pay out is as if if you were to put that on in, in Yankee terms, it would be like 50 million a year. If the Yankees had a 50 million dollar a year contract and the guy was performing at half of the value, that is kind of what Milwaukee's dealing with. Uh, Corbin's a bad one but that's finally in its last year. Yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go Wander Franco. I I'm going to say Wanda Franco because he may never play baseball again. Yeah. 11 years 182 million dollars it's 25 million dollars a year starting in 2028. Uh they bought out the pre-arbitration and arbitration years and he may never play baseball again. And for the for the Rays for the Rays to have that I, they are probably already petitioning somebody to save them from that contract. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any language that it is null and void if you are con- uh, convicted. Should felon. be if he gets arrested. If he, if he would, charged, he should, would, there should be. I would hope so for the Rays' sake, because that's looking like a bad one. Yeah. Um, just because of the length that just got started, the potential there. So I'll go Wanda Franco just because let's see what. But what if he doesn't get convicted? And, exactly. And, but, but he's still in that spot where he's done and he's he's out of the league, but you still got to pay him. So I'll go I'll yeah. go Franco for that uh, for that case. Yeah. The Degrom contract's not looking pretty good right now either. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go positive. Let's spin this thing upside down on its head and get positive for a minute. Give me now now. The interesting one about this is a lot of the good contracts are not really contracts yet. Right? Right. They're not multi-year deals. They are these short term, they're the Bobochette contracts where they bought out the, the last two years of arbitration, or they are their their arbitration contract where it is a steal. And this is why you shouldn't be angry about players getting their money when they become uh you know when they become a free agent. Those listening, those watching, root for that player to get as much money as they can because for the first 6 years of their professional life they are restricted. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could go out there and break his hand, ha- have a concussion, do something that ruins his career and his earnings stop. Whereas in other sports you're in a much better spot. Let's let's, Okay, I said we were going to go positive and there I go. I, I went negative right off the bat. Shame on me, Robbie, kick us off. Give me two
1: of your, after going through and doing your video, give me two of your best. I have been going back and forth with what I think is the best contract in baseball. I'm heavily debating which one I think is the best. Cause I, I keep, okay. I keep coming up with reasons for each. Mm-hmm. I could change my mind tomorrow when I wake up. I already know half of the of the people that I'm going to go against here. It's going to anger them. I already know it. I'd like to go Ronald Acuna Jr., but I just love the Julio Rodriguez contract. I think Julio Rodriguez, he's been a stud already the first couple of years. The dude is locked in long-term through all of his young years. He's not getting paid all that much for this year, I mean, if you look at his payroll, if you look at the Mariners payroll this year, he's only making 12 million, right? Mm -hmm. He's already put up a 10 FanGraph war combined in his first two seasons. That is more than Ronald Acuna Jr. in his first two seasons, by the way, just pointing that out. Um, (laughs) And after this year, his salary goes up to only $20 million for the next five years. Right. Ron Acuna Jr., sure, he's making a couple less bucks per year, but Julio Rodriguez, maybe this is more of a hopeful thing, right? I just see the next star of the game, right? Ronda, you could maybe make the argument here. Maybe Ron Cunha is the best right now, but I think Julio Rodriguez. With what this guy, I think, is capable of over the next, you know, five years or so, Mm -hmm. I think could be a smidge better of a value, right? Ronald Acuna Jr. amazing year last year, right? But don't forget, he got hurt not too long ago. Let's see. I'm not. I'm not trying to say any ill will or anything. Ronald Acuna Jr. is my number one player in Major League Baseball right now, Mm -hmm. so don't think I'm bashing on him at all. I'm just saying. I'm looking more at the upside of Julio Rodriguez, and I think there's more potential for the value, right? Just because, you know, a little younger, he's yeah. already shown two really good seasons. So that's going to upset some Braves fans. I know Acuna would be number two for me, though. Well, that's- here's the thing about Julio
0: Rodriguez, for those that need a refresher on his contract. Um, I know you know this, Robbie. I'm not telling you, but to those listening or watching, there are a lot of escalators here. There are a lot of incentive-based uh to use the word bonus doesn't really even do it justice. Let's say between 2022 and 2028, he wins the MVP twice. We have a 10 year, $350 million uh, option. I do believe that is Um, the doll. The contract jumps substantially. If he becomes one of the best players in baseball where he is, in the top five in MVP voting, four out of uh, the four top four between 2022 and 2028. If he finishes in the top five four times, it goes to three, it goes to $350 million. Contract. I still so, think
1: it's worth it. I don't I, oh, know. I'm with you. It.
0: Like, the, 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 yeah. the, it's almost great because if he becomes that superstar player then he is paid correctly. If he doesn't become that superstar player, he's really good, but he's not a top five in the league guy, then he's still paid adequately. The team does not get hosed in the deal where some of these contracts, like Bobby Wood Jr., if he doesn't become a superstar, that KC contract won't look good. Um, It's one way or the other. With Julio Rodriguez, they got it both ways. Um you said your second one
1: was Acuña, right? Yeah, Acuña to me at, I mean what else to say? Right? He's my number one player in baseball right now. He's making uh, was it 18 million per year? Mm-hmm. Um do I have that right? Was it 18? Was it 17? Acuña? Acuña is year, 17 million. Making, it's 17. Yeah. 17. I mean come on. That's mm-hmm. a steal, you know. Uh, I mean my goodness. And then they have the club options. On top of that, that is, it's a fantastic contract. And again, I'm not yep. right now. And again, I could wake up tomorrow and be like, wow, I sound like an idiot last night. What am I talking about? Right. But I, I'm looking at the upside potential of Julio mm-hmm. Rodriguez. And maybe that's the we're right now. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. Right at this moment is absolutely like far and away at this moment. Like an amazing contract right just yeah. because of what he just did last year i mean i don't see why he could slow down or why why he would slow down at all in the next you know next year or two i mean dude's phenomenal mm-hmm. I, just, I you know if, what there's nothing really else to say winning an mvp i mean amazing season that he just had and there's so much more that he could do in my opinion yeah you know and again i'm I know Braves fans. They're gonna they're gonna write comments on this video. I know. I'm just looking at the upside for J. Well, if you Rod, think about Rod, the yeah. long, the length
0: of that contract too, like Ronald Acuna Jr., um, you got the 2024 season, and then there are five more years for Julio Rodriguez. It is altogether a 12 year so for the next 12 years. So if you're if you're taking it from right now moving forward, the J. Rod thing looks great. Uh, the Ronald Acuna thing is is going to be done in, in five years. And look there, I would not be surprised if those club options are altered a little bit. And Ronald, the jr. More makes more money. Like that may be the deal. Think about this. If you are Ronald, the jr. And you have a leverage point there. And you were going to say, look, if you take those club options at $17 million a year, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of that. Or let's work out an extension now, turn that 17 million into 30 million and let's go through my 30s. We're good to go. What do you think is going to happen? Alex Anthopoulos is not a dumbass. I think that he will not allow himself to get um, taken for a ride by Acuna. But Ronald Acuna Jr., he knows what Ronald is worth. And AA has got some great team-friendly contracts out here, but he also has an Austin Riley contract. Austin Riley's making a ton of money. I think that there's a very good chance that those club options in 2027 and 2028 turn into part of his next contract, and that's $25, $30, $35 million for those two seasons. So um, this eight-year, $100 million contract, again, those club options just seem right for the picking. That those those will not actually happen. It'll be more money. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on Acuna though. I think Acuna is right up there. Um, Again, my, so let me give you the other one that I like. Now, what's interesting is that a lot of these contracts um, we have the, the arbitration years bought out. Um, So for example, Corbin Carroll, Corbin Carroll, eight years, $111 million. Sounds like that's a great deal, right? Well, not really. Uh, It's a great deal, but It's only taking the first three years um, beyond his arbitration. So they bought the arbitration years at what could end up being a bargain, but it really only goes three years uh, outside of the original team control. The Luis Robert is almost all was, was almost all arbitration. I really like. I really like the Ozzy Albie's deal. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, it's, good one. It, it didn't make your video because you had a Cunha, you had the Braves and everything. So yes, it, this, yeah, yep, it wouldn't make the video. Uh, but I, I mean, I, again, I, I like the Corbin Carroll, but we're only getting three years after arbitration. The Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez is good too, but again, that's only three years after arbitration. Um, I think that the Ozzy one is nice because that could be. Four years after the arbitration, and it's seven. Like the Corbin Carroll contract, the Jordan Alvarez contract. Once you get out of those arbitration years, they were basically paying them what market value would be, or yeah. or about. Ozzy Albies is so underpaid; it's almost criminal. Seven million this year, seven million next year, and then you got those club options for seven million each, and maybe. Ozzy tries to do the same thing that Ronald will do. Like, look, Hey, let's, let's renegotiate now because if we go through with this 7 million a year, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of this thing. Let's, let's get, let's get an extension worked out before those club options come into play. Um, that Ozzie Albee's contract is a really good one. And a special shout out to Jose Ramirez in his contract. Um, he's not going to make, I, I I wouldn't put him in the three, but His salary went down. You never see that. His salary went from 22 million in 2022 to 14 million last year. And it's at 17. It will not get back up to that 2022 level until the final year of his deal in 2028, when he's basically going to be done. What a solid he did for Cleveland in signing a contract. That basically went backwards. Yeah. Again, shout out to uh, J Ram. Again, it's not. I, I don't think it's in the top three. It would probably be in the top five. Mm-hmm. Again, of contracted long-term contract deals.
1: Yeah, it's uh, J Ram gets J Ram's got to get a shout out for that. That's one. a good one. And you know, I'll, I'll go another one too. You know, <laughs> is this a is this a hot button take here? A hot take. Go for it. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is still a pretty good contract. Uh, I'm expecting a big year, right? And he's mm-hmm. not getting paid all that much for this coming year. He just needs to get himself straight, right? You know, kind of went through sort of the Ronald Acuna Jr. 2022 season last year, where he's kind of getting himself his feet back under him a little bit. I'm expecting a big year from him this year. Mm-hmm. I think he could really show how good of a value he is considering how little he's getting paid um and you know a guy that you know i i don't want it to just where i'm only looking at the the lower the team friendly deals i I don't want to just look at those so in that video you know there were teams that had players that definitely made a lot of money that i still think are good contracts like mookie Betts was one i think that's a good contract it's a lot of money but I think it's money well spent, right? Mm -hmm. Considering what he's giving you on the field and Garrett Cole, right? Garrett Cole. Yeah. He is basically breaking even with what he's giving you in terms of field value compared to his salary, but with what he's doing, you know, winning the Cy Young last year, ace of the staff in New York, you know, he's handling it well, in my opinion. I think that in itself, sure. You're paying him a huge chunk of change, 36 per year, I think that's good money, right? For mm-hmm. what he's giving you, so mm-hmm. you, know, you know, yeah. It, there's a lot of different ways to uh, uh, for to Place the apple. Yes, I was going to say break the cookie. I don't think that's really even a saying, but I don't know. But you know, make a lot one. of the contracts, whether they're cheap or expensive, so
0: it's it's not a saying until you make it one. Just start using that all the time. Yeah. I want Robbie Hyde merch that says "Break the Cookie." I want Robbie Hyde merch that says my goodness. I feel like my goodness is a becoming a a Robbie Hyde state. Those of you that listen to Robbie streams, my goodness is a regular one. And if we ever get Robbie Hyde t-shirts,
1: which I hope we do someday, I I I gotta have a my goodness. I I I have have I made a rule for myself. You know, I wonder if you've thought the same thing. Where Mm -hmm. like I don't it doesn't feel right to do merch if I'm under you know 50k on the subscribers or even like 100k right Right. it just doesn't feel right i don't know like i feel like you need to be in that upper echelon i don't know maybe i'm wrong i don't know i I just want i want it to be coming from a good place saying that i want to earn the respect of you know a lot out there before i put out a t-shirt you know what i mean like so maybe one i
0: think you could
1: i think you could do it um Like
0: you know, have a store with like a shirt, a hat, um, you know, could could be a, a solid play. I, I've i thought about it, but at the same time, I've also I mean maybe I'm thinking about along the same lines. It's like I don't know like um who who who's gonna buy a, a ball cap shirt. Maybe some of you would, and I would I mean I would love you all for it, but I've I'd be kind of like, um, I've always
1: kind of been like, I don't know, I could see, I I see a know. mug. A ball cap mug. That's a sounds mug. Good. Do like a, a do like a mug club kind of a thing, you know. You like go. everyone brings their mug to their to their streams. You not know? a bad idea. You know, but I could see that. It. I like that. Okay, you have the feel of, of, of have oh, a mug, right? right. Sure too, of course. I'm just saying, you know, a right. mug. I like mugs. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe that's mug, just mugs. Mug, not
0: mug. A mug is a solid play. I feel like the logo is solid for a mug. You get we gotta get you like a logo. Like a logo, logo, because right now it's Robbie Hyde and it's your face on yeah. the on the uh, on your YouTube avatar. Yes. We're gonna get you like a logo because otherwise, and maybe this would be great: a picture of your face on a mug, right? Like maybe. those of you in the chat who would buy a mug with Robbie's face on it. We are I'd completely. It. We are,
1: <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of the Office. There was an episode on the Office where right trying to remember in particular where uh kelly kapoor or something had like a like i don't forget the but she had a party or something and she made everyone mugs and i guess jim and dwight didn't go to the party or something and they weren't using the mug and -hmm. they all had their faces on them i love that i love that one guy in the chat actually um he made a really good idea i'm trying to find it where was it it was uh Because I always say uh, my potato brain, right? So maybe just, I don't know. That's a a good one. Well, you got
0: giraffe neck. You got the potato brain thing. You got giraffe neck, Robbie. uh, You've got my goodness. I I don't think I have any. I don't know. I I don't know if I do. Somebody could point out if I have like a regular thing. At this point, Evan, in that bottom right empty block, you should just write what is happening right now. That would be the appropriate (laughs) title to this segment. Of the podcast. Uh, I really don't. I don't know. In the mix, KD. I don't feel like I've done in the mix in a long time. Somebody brought that up. Maybe it was you, KD, uh, back in the day, but there were like one or two free agencies ago. Everybody was in the mix. I, it was, yeah, I could see the mixing bowl in the mix. And then all of the baseball, uh, the faces, do I still do it? Jeffy? Okay. Maybe I do still say in the mix. Um, I don't know. I just don't. You got the new know. phrase,
1: the, the, if it's low, let it go. Oh, or yeah. The low,
0: let it go. If it's high, let it fly. That's that. true. That was forced, though. That one I'm like, I'm like forcing on everybody. It's not like I'm trying to make it natural. It's kind of natural, but it's kind of forced at the same time. Cause yeah. I mean, it's a saying that existed before I ever said it. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'll work. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. All right, guys. I think that's about it. I think Robbie and I have talked ourselves into delirium here. We appreciate (laughs) every single one of you for coming in and listening, lending us your ears on the podcast, spending time with us on the the YouTube channel. Make sure if you have not yet subscribed to the barreled up podcast, again, this portion of the program was only for you live viewers and the podcast listeners. Um, if you have enjoyed your time here and you want to go back and listen to some other podcasts, we do the same thing. It, the back half of the podcast uh, or the recording is for the live viewers in the podcast. So if you missed the live stream, go check out the
1: podcast. Might have been something you missed. All right, we're out of here. Robbie, have a good night, my friend. You as well. And everyone, thank you in the chat for coming on by. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We need them. We need them. Yes, please do, everybody. Enjoy the rest of
0: your evenings. Turn on the automatic downloads. Hit the like on the way out. Do everything the good lord told you to do. I don't even know what that means, guys. Bedtime. We gotta go. Bedtime. Have a good one.
1: Have a good one, everyone.